All right. Three, two, one, go. Welcome back to Warrior Tip-Off. Today, me, Carson, and Mr. Smile will be discussing the last couple games and what the play-in status is right now going into the next couple weeks. The play-in tournament is on May 18th uh, through May 21st, so I think we're all pretty excited. But let's first go through our last couple games. So last week, we lost to Minnesota, a very disappointing loss. I think uh, Ricky Rubio had the 30-plus. That's not something you would expect, so this is kind of a fluke game. We also only had eight players. That's, like, something you'll see in this last couple games. We only had eight players. Um, Damian Lee's out. Eric Pascal's out. Oubre's out. And a lot of guys on our roster are just unplayable at this point in the season. Um, so that was a tough loss. And then we went to Houston. Uh, we played very well there, but that's a horrible team. So I don't think that's much to take away from, but yeah, it was a good win for the record. So then we have, uh, Wednesday. Oh, we have, we won against new Orleans. Um, this was the first Marvel contest. Draymond won the contest with 48 hero points. We discussed on last episode, how that would work. Curry had 47 and, so it was very neck and neck between two teammates. They had a great start to the game. We won the first game 39 to 21. And at the end, the Pelicans cut it down to six, but uh, Wiggins scored over 10 in the fourth quarter, sealing the game for the dubs. Um, Carson, I'll, I, I want to get your answer to this. What do you think about the Marvel contest? I thought it was pretty cool, but I think they didn't do a great job. Like, not many kids have ESPN too. So I don't know who is like advertised for. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just all a fun thing. I mean, I enjoyed watching it. You know, I I expected Zion to win, but the thing about Draymond is that like, you know, you won't be seeing crazy numbers, and that's why a lot of people didn't really have him as like somebody picked to be the winner. But like, he doesn't take that many shots, so that means he's not gonna he's not gonna miss that much shots. He doesn't turn over the ball a lot. He just does a lot, but like doesn't mess up a lot either. Um, Mr. Smile, what did you think about it? Um, I liked it in theory, but it was really hard for me to watch because I kept getting distracted by it. Maybe I'm just an old man. Um, and I found that the announcers were like, they were calling the game, but they were trying to kind of make jokes about, uh, you know, like little running gags around the superheroes. So I was just kind of mostly distracted and I decided to just watch it, um, on ESPN. Um, and then I just would go back and check to see how the scoring was going. Um, I think Draymond won by one point, right? He beat Curry by one point. Yeah. So, you know, that was a pretty close game. Um, I, I think if they did it for last night's game, it would be even closer because there was no blowout last night. So um, that would have been interesting. And Curry would have lost so many points in the fourth quarter because he went like one for 13 or something. So um, I, you know, he definitely would not have won. Maybe I, I assume Zion would have won, but we won't know. Yeah, it was probably, well, you can't really do anything about that. They had it scheduled. They had it planned out for a couple of weeks now. Um, but yeah, talking about this loss yesterday, it was a really close game through three quarters, but we just couldn't keep it up in the fourth. That's kind of a pattern we've been seeing throughout the season. Like we play well, and then there's like a dead area of, time where we just we let them score but we don't get any buckets we get like missed layups 
uh, just a bunch of bad shots taken. That's kind of what happened yesterday. And one thing that I thought was really funny is the Pelicans shut off the arena lights. And, like, it was an accident, obviously, but some people are speculating that they did it on purpose because Steph Curry, before the lights went out, he had 35. He was 12 from tw- twelve of 20 from the field and 8 of, eight of 14 from three-point range. And after the lights went out, he only had two points and he had he was one of 11 from field goal range and a zero for six from three. So I thought that was kind of a weird coincidence, um, but I guess maybe it threw off his rhythm. And yeah, the Warriors are very gassed. We don't, we only have eight players, like I mentioned earlier. So I really thought that we needed to sign like a 10 day guy, someone to fill up the roster. Like we signed up, uh, we signed Gary Payton uh, the second a couple weeks ago. Um. Bazemore is not a starter in the NBA. I just, I, I think you guys would agree with that. He's not, he's not talented enough to be a starter, especially on a team that's trying to do something, trying to make a playoff push. Uh, Carson, what do you think about Bazemore being in the starting lineup? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, we have more talented players than him on this roster. And, like, well, we're, we're short on players, and so there's only so much you can do. Um, you mentioned you mentioned dead zones in the game, like kind of like we're just you just the Warriors aren't playing with the same energy. We're not playing as well because like it's like it's just those times when Draymond and Steph are out, like those six minutes in the second quarter and the fourth quarter, like those are those are the minutes where we really need to pick up when we don't have our best players in. Yeah, uh, Mr. Smile, what do you think about Bazemore being the starting lineup? Well, considering the roster to begin with isn't very good and we've had a lot of injuries, I mean, I'm kind of fine with it. Uh, like the real question is like what him or Damian Lee, um, but Damian Lee's out, uh, Uber's out, Wiseman's out, and um, uh, Pascal's out. But, you know, some of these guys you wouldn't start in the small forward position anyways, or in the shooting guard position. So... Um, it, 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 it just is what it is. And there's not much we can do about it. My real issue with last night's game is that, uh, the continual kind of, um, lack of, uh, urgency to sign players because we have two empty roster spots. Uh, we've got a bunch of injured people and we've got basically two empty roster spots that Nico Mannion and Alan Smiley Beach are, are taking up. So last night we just had eight players that we could play and they were clearly tired. And when you miss a lot of shots in the last five minutes of a game, it's, and, and you've been having a good game in general, it's because either there's something mental going on or physical. And it was just clear that it was physical because um, they were missing a lot of shots and a lot of them were short, meaning that it was it, they couldn't get enough oomph from their legs. So they were tired. But I mean, it could also be mental because they're, they're um, out of 30 teams, they rank 25th in clutch uh, time, meaning the, within the last five minutes of a game, the score is within five points. So they're 12 wins and 16 losses in that and um and you know a big part of that is they don't have that many vets and their players aren't that good and that 
smart when it comes to basketball IQ. So that's going to happen. But it's frustrating because I feel like we can all name like five games on like right off the bat that we should have won, but we let go in the fourth quarter. And, you know, we should be the fifth seed if we were just like marginally better. I think if there was some better roster construction at the beginning or more importantly, if Steve Kerr simplified the offense the first third of the uh, season and chased some wins a little bit more rather than sticking Steph to his like uh, strict schedule. Um, so there's, uh, you know, it's been a really up and down season. And aside from like Steph being, you know, maintaining that 2016 elite level that a lot of people thought maybe he lost, uh, and there hasn't been a, a ton uh, that's been great from this season, unfortunately. Um, speaking of being, we could have been the fifth seat. I think that would have been a lot more of a debate for MVP. Steph would have put up the similar numbers, and we see the games that Steph didn't play, we lose. But right now, because we're in the play-in, we're at eighth seed, and Denver is at the three seed right now, actually. Uh, it's locked for Jokic. I'm pretty sure we all agree with that. Um, yeah. It's just a kind of – if we don't – if we lose in the play-in tournament – I, I would feel really bad because we kind of wasted one of Steph's prime years because we don't know how many more he has. And I know we went to the finals uh, five years in a row, but it's still pretty disappointing to see. Uh, it would be very disappointing. And even if we make the playoffs with this roster, that's a great achievement. But it's just like there's a very thin line of a disappointing season uh, to a good season for this kind of roster. Um, let's get into the play-in tournament. Uh, right now, we're the eighth seed, and the Trailblazers seventh, the Grizzlies are the ninth, and the tenth are the Spurs. Uh, the Pelicans are the eleventh seed, and they are two games back of the Spurs, So, and they are three games back of the Warriors. So it's a pretty like kind of tight race, but with like seven, eight, seven to nine games left in the season for teams, it seemed, it seemed pretty unreachable. Um, but Carson, what did you think about this playing standings at the moment? This will probably be what we have going into the tournament. So what, what, like, we'll get into predictions later, but like, what, what are your thoughts on it right now? Well, um, in addition to new Orleans only being two games behind San Antonio, uh, Portland, they're only one game behind the Lakers and the Mavericks. And so there's a great chance that th there's a decent chance that like we could see different teams in the play-in uh, compared to what, what it looks like right now. Um, I mean, the, the Grizzlies have a super easy schedule. We're right in the middle. So lots of stuff could change. Like, well, I don't, I don't know how, how much, uh, how much, uh, closer it would look like at the end of the season to right now. Mr. Smile, what do you think about the standings right now and how kind of tight they are, but it looks yeah. like we'll kind of be locked into the spot. Well, um, this year in the West, it's super exciting. I can only think of one team that is kind of in like a no man's land and that's the Kings. They're <laughs> too far away from the 11 seed and the 11 seed is just is two games from the 10th seed. 
they're about three and a half games from the 10th seed, which is too far away, in my opinion, with only like eight games left. Then the bottom three teams, they're going the other way. They're trying to see who's going to have the worst record, right? So uh, that's like the tankathon uh, part. And then first and second, they're tied. So they're jockeying for the first seed. Third and fourth, also up in the air. They're only a half game from each other. Fifth, sixth, and seventh are all one game from each other. And then eight, nine, ten are all one game from each other. So like anything can happen. Um, and it's really exciting. And um, what I'd like is ideally the Warriors are the eighth seed. I don't think they can be the seventh seed. I think that's out the window. But ideally they're the eighth seed. So they get to at least they in theory could only play one game, but if they play two, they host the second game. The worst thing would be the be the tenth because then you have to win two road games to get into the playoffs. And they haven't been that good on the road this year. So I think we're going to need some help because the Grizzlies have an easier um, schedule than us and the Spurs have a much harder one than us. So it's really between us and the Grizzlies to see who's going to be an eighth. And Portland would have to self-destruct to lose the, the seventh spot. I would love Lakers versus the Warriors in the seventh and eighth. I mean, it would just be so fun um, to beat them in L.A., or just to scare them. And if they beat us, it's fine because we got the second game and we're expected to lose to them. They got LeBron and AD and they're the Lakers and we're like this, you know, scrappy underdog team. So uh, that would be the dream right there. So Warriors did beat, beat the Lakers in the first matchup. I know they, they got blown out kind of in the last two matchups. Yep. But the first matchup, I think, did have LeBron and AD on the team. Yeah, yeah, it did. So who knows? But that would be very bad for the league if I if I'm seeing LeBron getting knocked out in the playing tournament, right? Yeah, uh, it, the ratings would go like very down. Like everyone's like, LeBron's on it. A lot of fans on Twitter they say, "No, LeBron, I'm not watching." That's not a good perspective on sports and just in general in right. life. Like if well, one also- thinks that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, if you look at the raw figures, the Warriors are clearly the biggest drop in the TV ratings. Five of the best watch uh, games in the of five of the 10 uh, highest rated games of this season were Steph games. So Twitter might be all about LeBron, but the actual like raw numbers is about Curry because casual fans you know, which is the bulk of the people that watch, they call each other to say, dude, Curry is going bananas because he will do that. You know, he'll go like 10 for 13 from three and, you know, score, you know, 25 points in a quarter. LeBron doesn't do exciting stuff like that. He just will have like a great game, a great box score, but people don't call each other and say, hey, you need to put on ESPN like they do for Curry. So I think if, the Lakers got like knocked out. I think it would be bad for the media because they wouldn't know who to talk about anymore. And so they're the ones telling us that it would be really bad, but I don't know about for the ratings because last year, I feel like the Lakers now, they like, they don't have like a Kobe or magic Johnson, like 
a player that was through and through a Laker. They're just like a mercenary team right now. And the casual fans don't like that. So I think that's a big part of why people really like Curry is because they know he's going to be on one team and he's loyal. Now, that might be, you know, dumb, but that is what the masses like in sports. Um, if we were to win the seventh spot, say beat the Blazers, say beat the Lakers, maybe even the Mavs, uh, we would be playing the Jazz. The Jazz, that seemed like a kind of like, I'm kind of curious about how that matchup would work in a seven-game series. Um, I think we talked about it earlier, but now uh, the Jazz aren't like as hot as they were. They dropped the spot. They're still very good. Don't get me wrong. But I could see just a couple like Curry 40-point games in that series. I think we could push it to seven, but I don't know how realistic it would be. Uh, I don't know what the odds would look like for the Warriors to beat the Jazz. And then say we got the seventh seed, Warriors beat the Suns. I think that's a, a little bit harder with Chris Paul and Devin Booker on, on against the Warriors who just basically have Steph and Wiggins. Carson, what do you think about those uh, potential matchups? Well, you're, you're exactly right. They're both going to be very difficult if we end up in that situation. Um, I, I do think that... I'd rather face the Jazz because just like it's just going against Chris Paul with just so much basketball IQ and so much experience and Devin Booker, who's just such a hot scorer and just a great player is going against those two in the playoffs. Just seems really scary. I mean, I could, I could definitely see us dragging the Jazz to a decent series. Mr. Smile, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think if they get to the playoffs and face either one, it would be a win. Um, I mean, unless they get embarrassingly swept, then that would be the, like, bad taste in everyone's mouth. But I think if they played the Jazz, they could beat them, and I think they would do a good job. And I feel like um, I, um, I feel like it would uh, take um, a lot to beat them, but I think that they could uh, – uh, scare them, especially with Gobert, who has been pretty bad against uh, Curry in the past. Yeah. Um, that's going to be it for today. Uh, we'll be back next week. And next week, we'll probably have the best idea of what the playing situation would be like. We'll see how the Warriors did. Uh, we have OKC. And uh, let me get the schedule real quick before we go. Uh, OKC twice the Jazz, the Suns, Pelicans again, and then the Grizzlies. So we'll get a taste of what those matchups would be like. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Peace.